everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hooting, back with Christian Conway and Jamie Bacon. The dog days of summer are officially here. It feels good to be back. I've missed you guys the last few weeks. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Well, Eliazar House, uh, we were able to finally drop the third issue of the magazine. So if you haven't already, please like and share and order. Thank you. I, uh, I I saw a digital copy of it. Oh yeah, you guys get on this. This is this is a level stuff. I mean, I I was blown away by some of the work that uh, my colleagues did, and and it was I was always an honor to contribute. So yeah, definitely buy yourself a copy. It's fantastic. Thank you, thank you, and um, yeah. So let's get into it. All things Ellie Galaxy, which is what you're here for, and. You know, we did kind of forget, right, that the FC Dallas game happened. Um, I mean, I think it is good as sports fans to kind of forget those kinds of games and and move on. Um, you know, as of right now, because some MLS games were played yesterday, uh, Galaxy sit in ninth place. But, you know, it's not too concerning just because um, the West is such a, you know, so tight um, with the points. So it, it could just really just be a few games that the Galaxy can need to win. Um, to get back up and they definitely could totally do that yeah I mean what happened in Dallas it was it was it was one of those frustrating days in the office for the LA Galaxy I think you know that they, they had their moments but again it's it's the kind of in the story of the season where they they play you know have a lot of possession you know play pretty well but they give up you know one punch in the jaw and then they never really land the counter punch and so you know it, they they needed to be a little sharper in front of net needed to be a little bit smarter um i thought dallas did a very good job of frustrating them into into long range opportunities at times um you know i think chicharito on another day maybe puts in a couple chances uh, you know day on misses his his opportunities you know it's like it's it just it was one of those days where you know on another day maybe we're feeling a little bit better but uh you know it's just it's been the story of that of of, of the galaxy this season pretty much it was one of those games where, you know, we turned it on. I was, I was hanging out with some friends. We were in the backyard. We turned it on. And like the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm super into it. And, you know, that goal goes in and I'm just like, it's just another one of these. I, I'm going to half watch this because for my own sanity, I, I, I'm going to have a good time with friends and not focus on the disaster that is in front of me. I mean, that's the thing, right? The Galaxy... I think that they they had chances. I mean, when when it was time for that PK, I was really like, okay, honestly, didn't want Chichita to take it, but it was just not Dijon's day. It just wasn't. And you're gonna have days like that. Um, you know, he's young. His his body gave away. You know where he was gonna take that PK, and unfortunately, they just were not able to level it. After all, I mean, obviously, that was a game. Despite the heat and all that stuff that they have to deal with uh, in Dallas. I really thought that, you know, the galaxy at some point could have leveled it, um, but as, or even won it, but at the, as the game and minutes go on and it's ticking by, it's like, all right, I'm going to hope for a draw at this point. And then it was just super disappointing that it was just one zero, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think again, you know, we're in a, we're in a position right now in the season where, you know, maybe if this game happens in May or April, I think we're, we're not as kind of like, I, I think we'd be a little bit less concerned, but because this happened in August, I mean, reality is coming guys. Like, I mean, it's only about 12, 11 games left in the league. You know, now time, you know, every point is, you know, 
honestly, every game against West Coast opposition at this point in the season, considering, you know, as you said, we're in ninth games in hand on some other teams and whatever have you. Every game is a six pointer against a West Coast team from here on out. They have to be ruthless and relentless against West Coast teams. And now this weekend presents an opportunity. And I know we want to talk about the Leagues Cup and we'll get into that in a little bit here, but they cannot let up in terms of they have to. They have to start beating the teams they're supposed to beat. And I think Dallas was a team they were supposed to beat. But I, I, I give Dallas credit. You know, they score in the ninth minute. You know, Yara, good player. You just can't, you know, you have to keep an eye on them at all times. And then they just made it so the Galaxy had to play the game in front. Like, the Galaxy had – they set up so defensively that they let the Galaxy play the game in front of them and were more than happy to just, just okay, you're getting a little out of hand. We're just going to snuff this out right now. And so it was like – that's why it was so frustrating to watch because it was like – Every single time it was just like, nope, we're not going to let you do that this time around. And it was, it, it, I mean, teams will do that, especially if you score an early goal. And this is not your, your father's Dallas side where, you know, they would, you know, be an incredibly precocious, quick attacking team, but they just couldn't score goals. They are now kind of a very defensively solid, do not make mistakes, you know, still use the Academy kids, but you know, it's, it's very much built around being defensively solid first and then scoring goals. And the Galaxy just cannot concede an early goal to a team like that. We saw it in the Orlando game earlier this year to, you know, teams that look to score early and then defend from there. The Galaxy struggle against breaking down bunkers. And again, on, on what was it, Saturday or Sunday night, they struggled a lot to break down that bunker. I mean, outside of Austin this season, we have struggled against Texas teams for years now. And I don't know what it is. I mean, they could be terrible teams. Houston and Dallas have been let's say very subpar for years as well. And no matter what, we just struggle against Texas teams, whether it's home or away. It's just, it's kind of a weird thing. We also, I mean, struggle against, like I said, defensive teams. And, you know, I was, I was kind of comparing the stats between these two games and, you know, I understand the league's cup game has its own context, which I think, uh, you know, when we, when we get to talk about that game, I'll kind of add my, my thoughts on that. But I mean, every game the galaxy have lost this year, it almost like they almost dominate the possession battle, which so that's so counterintuitive, right? That you would think a team that, it, you know, is, is a little bit more on the front foot, a little bit smart. I mean, their XG was 1.4, you know, 10 shots, three on target, pretty good for on the road. I mean, the shape looked good. I mean, all these, all these things that are, are good data points, you know, it's, it's 639 passes, 89.5% pack, pass, passing accuracy, excuse me, 62% possession. Well, I mean, all those, if you would just show me those stats and then said, guess the scoreline, I would have said, no, you know, Galaxy probably got a one no one out of this one. But again, you know, the opposite is true. So I think it's, it's a question of, you know, how do the Galaxy, when they are on the front foot, when they have more of the possession, when it seems they have more of the play, how do they be more incisive? You know, how do they be a little bit more vertical? How do they be a little bit smarter about getting into the attacking third? And I think, you know, they're going to play from here on out a lot of teams that, are going to be more than happy to be defensively solid against the Galaxy. How do you break them down? How do you get them to points of, of leverage where maybe that solidity is broken for just a second? And then how do you take advantage of that second? I think bringing in Pooch and bringing in Brugman was a little bit of a nod to that because Pooch is so fast with you know his movement and his ability to take guys on the dribble. Uh, and I think Brugman being a little bit more of that solidity in the center of, defense, or center of midfield, excuse me, and you know kind of creating that shield for the defense allows the galaxy to be a little bit more precocious and a little bit more risky in terms of maybe going a little faster. I think that's, that's going to be insanely helpful, but yeah, they've got to be a little bit better about breaking down teams that are going to allow them to just take possession, but then, you know, Ben don't break. 
I mean, I well, felt I like Dallas definitely parked the bus. Um, and then I noticed too, um, Costa was playing kind of far back. I was really surprised about that. And then, you know, you, you really, <laughs> I'm still rooting for Cabral <laughs> and he just, man, he just doesn't take on, you know, getting the ball back. And I, you know, the, the, the more frustrating it, it is to watch something like that. Go ahead, Jamie. I feel, you know, with those two new additions that it might also give the galaxy, um, a more solid chance of being able to play through the middle. They rely a lot on playing up the wings. And if teams defensively shut that down, the galaxy have kind of not really had those guys in the middle that, I mean, Marky, yes, but you know, it's just, you can't rely on one player to be the guy who's going to, who's going to control your midfield. You need multiple guys who can get in line and sync up together and give you that opportunity to, either spread the game out or bring the game in depending on what the, the defense is doing against you. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how, um, how that all uh, pans out with, uh, with both of them in the lineup. Yeah. I, I agree with your point about being a little bit more dynamic centrally. Um, I, I also think, you know, in terms of to, to both uh, Michelle, your point about, about Kushta and Cabral and then Jamie, your point about uh, reliance on the wings. I mean, if, if Koshka and Cabral are having, you know, 10 game or 10 goal seasons, well, maybe we're not talking about these many, this many problems, but unfortunately, you know, this is what we're, we've, we've been forced to deal with. I, I, I mean, I, looking at the, at the tactical shape map, I mean, I don't see anything that looked bad. You know, I, I, they, they did what they do very well, which is get the wingbacks high and, and then, you know, use Delgado and, and Brugman as, as a, as a double pivot. I, I do think in the long term, the three, five, two is the destiny of this team. Uh, you know, obviously do you have the personnel for it? Well, you know, it looks like Gasper might've been an underratedly good pickup um, because Raheem Edwards has played about 3 million minutes of soccer this year. And the way that he plays, man, that boy's legs have got to be gassed. Um, so it's good that we have back up there. And then, and then, you know, Julian Araujo in the three, five, two, I think would allow him to, to use what he does so well, which is getting into the attack and, and would make us worry a little bit less about defense. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you that, that they need to be a little bit more dynamic centrally in terms of, you know, using, the center of midfield for those quick interchange passes to build off a team that um, is, is, is sitting low and, and, and to pull up, pull apart that sitting low, low block in order to find your spaces. I mean, now that you're bringing up the three, five, two, like we saw that um, last night in the uh, match against Guadalajara for what's uh, in an, an exhibition game. Um, you know, it, it does seem that the young players are the future and the answer to a lot of the things that we're looking at. Um, Brugman, I just felt like in against Dallas, he just happened to be very quiet. And I know that, you know, his debut was actually pretty good. Um, you know, again, it depends the opponent that you're playing that forces the galaxy to play a type of way. Um, but definitely I think that I know that these showcase games, these side tournaments, they, they have their own, you know, formations and they have their own, you know, way that the Galaxy perform. But, I mean, hopefully it gave the team the confidence that they need going forward because, like you said, the, this is the rest of the season that we're looking at. And if we want any kind of hope to be making the playoffs, um, let alone a cup run, you know, this is where, you know, we have to step it up. We'll be talking pretty soon about some of the changes that are coming for the team. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of what, 
you know, you, you're starting to see, I think, what Vanny is going for. I mean, I think that first half with, you know, our, our starters, our stars was for the most part, pretty lackluster, but that second half, when, you know, the formation changed, you had those kids come in. Uh, it's good to see Saldana back, um, after that ankle injury. Um, oh my gosh. Like it was just so much fun. I, I thought I would turn that game off by the halftime. Like I was like, whatever, it's, it's boring. I'm not really that into it. That second half. I am so glad I stayed for it because it was incredible to watch those kids just go out and play fearless and not know that maybe they should have a little fear when they're playing a, a team. Look, Guadalajara is also struggling in league, but Liga Mekis is a stronger league than MLS for the most part. So it was just a lot of fun watching those kids just tear these guys apart, watching uh, Preston Judd go through two defenders and draw that foul. Like the kid, that kid is going to be something special for us, man. Yeah. I, again, I thank you for, for bringing up a point that I, I, I was going to make, but I completely forgot I was muted, which is yeah. Chivas is, is in a very bad state right now. I mean, there was talk of this game firing the entire coaching staff. Like this is a friendly and they're talking about firing the entire coaching staff. The fan base is angry at the ownership that they don't think that they're getting enough investment. Uh, players are angry at the fans. The fans are angry at the players. The players are angry at the coaches. The coaches are angry at everyone. It's not great, but still, this is Chivas de Guadalajara. I mean, it is one of the top teams in North America. I mean, they are in the top five. Like, I mean, there is no question about that. And, you know, it, there's a reason that them and America were chosen for this because they are the two largest teams in Mexico. That being said, I, I think the way that you know, that the Galaxy just handled the moment. Um, a packed out SoFi Stadium. I mean, incredible atmosphere. I was not expecting that good of an atmosphere. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, first soccer game at SoFi. You know, it's, it's there seemed to be a lot of energy in the building. I, I unfortunately was unable to attend. But the Galaxy just came out and never looked uncomfortable. And I mean, they absolutely destroyed Chivas in that second half. I mean, Chivas had hide nor tail. And again, Chivas was playing playing a league game in 48 hours. I get it. The eyes are on a little bit, you know, maybe on what would it be Friday night or, or Saturday night, whatever that 48 hour mark would be. But, you know, you talk about, again, Saldana looked fantastic. I thought Sasha Kledgeton looked very good. Um, you know, maybe his best performance of the season so far in a Galaxy jersey. Uh, Grand Seer, I thought was really, really, really electric on the wing. Uh, Preston Judd, man, there was that one turn where he turn, he spins the defender and then just lashes one to the far corner. And I was like, if that went in, that's that's Sports Center top ten material. Just like that defender has to retire on the spot. Preston Judd owns him now. Like he's putting on a Galaxy jersey. He's owned by by Judd. But yeah, they 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 all played very well. And and the one thing, so the first and most critical thing of these type of of showcase games is no one got hurt. That's the most important thing. Thank God we got out of that alive. And a lot of the players that went off at halftime, I was saying to myself, thank the Lord they're going off at halftime because. We've seen with these games, anything can happen. I mean, I remember there was a couple friendlies where David Beckham got injured and, and that kind of tinged the first part of his three years with the Galaxy. Um, but I think what was so cool about this was seeing, you know, Saldana, Jalen Neal, uh, Perez, you know, Johnny Perez, like all taking this moment and not being overawed by it. Because I, I think, you know, for those, you know, for those kids, you know, they've grown up with Chivas being a powerhouse. Like Chivas is the name and they've, Definitely probably played, you know, Chivas' academies in, you know, 
uh, in youth tournaments, they probably definitely played a lot of the youth players for Chivas in, in U20 matches or U17s, whatever have you. And they didn't care. They just went out and played them straight up. And I mean, you know, yeah, Zaldivar's, you know, not the player he, you know, I, I think everyone thought he, he was going to be, you know, Bertisandio's had a rough season. But I mean, Jalen Neal, for example, is, is one of the big winners of the night for me because he was so calm in that center back role. And I think he's definitely going to be one for the future because of that. He looked years older than he actually is. And I think that's hopefully the galaxy give him a couple more opportunities. I think that's also why I wish we were in a playoff spot because I was seeing, you know, Perez and, and Judd and, and Jalen and, and everyone in this game. And I was like, man, I, we, we can't give them minutes because we have to give our best players minutes because we're in such tight situations that, you know, one small slip up and, you know, we're out of the playoffs again for the fourth time in five years. Like I, this is another reason why you need to be successful is because you need to give, you know, breathing room space in league matches or in cup matches for these younger players for their development. And yeah, you know, this is a big deal for a lot of these players, you know, beating Chivas in the, in the comfort with which they did, you know, the ease with which they did that, that is important. And Perez's goal in the 62nd was, was an absolute thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch it. Um, it was stunning. So it's just a question of, you know, I think they played very well and they handled the moment and, you know, they just went out and punched Chivas in the mouth consistently. And I think that was, a very impressive data point uh, as we go through this season. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Johnny Perez. His whole entire family and friends were there because they're all Chivas fans. You know, that's a big moment for that kid. He grew up idolizing that team, and here he is scoring an absolute banger. And I thought he was going to get more goals, honestly. He was such a threat on the day. Yeah, they yeah he was great. They could have had three in that second half very easily. I wonder... Uh, to your point about his entire family being there, but uh, they're all Chivas fans. I wonder if the uh, the barbecues are going to get a little awkward from uh, some distant cousins, you know, like, hey, you scored against my team, man. What, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, oh, hopefully they were they were in good spirits about that. Um, I, I, I would hope that they, they were more happy about him scoring rather than necessarily against who it was. Um, I think, you know, also the continued betting in of Zavaleta was an important data point here. Um, you know, now that there is this concept of, of center back depth, you know, you know, Kelvin Leardam can play every position on the back line. You know, now you have Zavala, a healthy Zavaleta, you know, free flowing, you know, I think Saldana might be able to move into the back line um, if need be Jalen Neal, obviously now they have options. And I think that was, that was maybe my favorite part of watching that match last night was, Oh, now they have options. Now it's okay. Now with Puig and um, with Puig, uh, Puig, excuse me. And, um, Pooch, I God, we're gonna have to work on the pronunciation there. Oh well, I thought it was Puig because that's what we used to say. He's got the same last name as one of the former Dodgers players. I think, I think, I think it's in Catalan. It's pronounced differently. So I'm. Uh, I think it's I think it's, it's Ricky Pooch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we'll work. so we'll say. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then well, I mean, it took us forever to get whose name right. Um, Depew's name right. So. <laughs> uh, and then Brugman, I think also, you know, I just. They have options now. And it's like, you wish you wish this was the case at the beginning of the year. And I think we did a couple episodes at the beginning of the year where I said, well, expect a little bit of a lag here because, you know, everyone's coming out of COVID. Restrictions are different. You know, now they can travel. Now they can scout. Now there's a system in place to get this done. Um, you know, I think Pooch falling into the lap was a little bit of a surprise. Um, but, and, I, and when kind of smoke was getting around that move, I was like, why would he go to Barcelona? I mean, or why would he come from Barcelona to, to the Galaxy? I mean, there's got to be some mid-table team in Spain that wants him, uh, but they got him. So it's just all these, all these factors are starting to come together, but they're going to have to come together really, really fast for this season to be a success. 
Yeah. And as Jamie was saying um, in our chat, you know, hopefully these veteran guys like Vasquez and Question will be able to school this kid and really help shape him. I mean, I think, you know, the Galaxy have been, as we can see, doing really well on, um, you know, developing the youth. I mean, he's only 22 years old. Um, I understand, you know, there's various reasons why he didn't have minutes in Barca and all this stuff. But for me, it's like, okay, we're, I understand that the, the option had to be that we were going to let Ryan Revolution go. Um, I am a little bummed to see it to see him go I feel like he just started waking up again for us um you know so obviously best wishes to him and we thank him for what he did for the team um but yeah I I really hope that this is gonna give us a spark and the the young blood that we need in that midfield well I mean they they sold Ryan when they got him on a free so they made two million off of him so that's not not too bad and, and the bike kick against Portland or will forever love in my memory as one of the great galaxy goals um, yeah, you know, I, I think he was probably surplus to requirements looking at that Barcelona team. I mean, you talk about Gavi and, and, and Pedri and, and the exciting talent that, that Barcelona has. Also, Barcelona needed to sell a player or two um, at the very least for, for financial concerns. Uh, as well documented, uh, if, you're, if you're any form of soccer fan, you know Barcelona has um, uh, interesting accounting practices, shall we say. Uh but yeah, you know, I think this is such a, it's, it's, it's a massive signing and it could be a signing that is league defining in the sense that, you know, the kid, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Barcelona fan. So I've watched the kid a bit. I mean, he's good. I, he, there is, there is something there. And, and, and then he, he'll have the connection with Vasquez because, you know, Vasquez is a former La Masia product. Um, you know, th- there will be, it's not going to be like he's walking in and no one speaks his soccer language, if you will. You know, he, he does have some people that know Barcelona know what they're about. And, and I think that's really going to help him bet in very quickly. I think he provides a really good one-on-one dribble option. And I think they need a midfielder that can, you know, actually score 10 goals rather than necessarily just relying on Dan and uh, Chicharito to finish up, uh, you know, half chances in the box. Uh, by the way, Dan's goal in that game against Guadalajara was, was not as easy as a finish as, as people would lead you to believe that was, that was tough. Um, um, Who thinks it's easy? That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, always incredible. That's why when Dejon had that day, that bad day uh, against FC Dallas, it's like, look, dude, just shake it off. We know what you can do. Yeah. So, so, but I think now they have. I mean, I I really like the composition of this midfield and the way this team can operate. I've been very impressed with Brugman so far. Obviously, we didn't see a lot of him in this game. I think that's just because he probably is you know jet lagged and exhausted already. I don't blame him. He was thrown into the fire right as he arrived. Uh, yeah, so I, I just I, I think there's a lot to be excited about, but it's this kind of this very tenant or tentative excitement because it is where we're at the season right now. Yes, and looking ahead against Sporting, I mean, this even though we're playing away, this seems like a game that we can totally steal and obviously have to for points. Sporting Kansas City is dead last. They're probably going to get the wooden spoon this year. Um, you know, that said, it, it's always, you know, the wild, wild west, anything can happen in any of these games. That's why, you know, MLS is so difficult to predict. Um, you know, the galaxy just, like you said, they just really need to, they, they show that they have possession. They just got to get behind the net and they've just got to be able to communicate with each other. I don't care, um, who's taking the shots. You know, that's the one thing that I noticed, um, against Guadalajara was that they were they were taking the shots and the shots are coming from from every position and that's the kind of thing that we're wanting to see more of yeah and and two 
fascinating stats jump out uh, out, uh, excuse me, out at me when we're talking about this Kansas City game, which is that Kansas City has lost five straight home games for uh, in regulation for the first time in club history. So it's not been happy hunting in a league where you have to win your home games. Um, and, you know, I think there is definitely some pressure from the Kansas City fan base to make changes. It feels like Peter Vermees has reached a sell-by date. I believe he's the longest tenured MLS coach. I think it's 12 years. Maybe it might be 11. Uh, a friend of mine and I were talking about that the other day, and it was like, Wait, Peter, Verme- Peter Vermees has been there that long? What? What have we been up to? You know, drinking beers and being idiots. Uh, and then the other stat that jumps out to me is uh, the Galaxy uh, have only scored nine first half goals this season. It's the second fewest uh, tied with, or uh, second fewest with Kansas City scoring fewer. So they need to score early and they need to score often. And this is a game where they can score a lot of goals. Kansas City just concedes goals for fun. You know, as you said, last in the league. Um, I'm pulling up their goal differential right now, which usually is probably a bad indicator of, uh, yeah, a negative 23 goal differential. Uh, they they will have their opportunities. They're three, six, and two at home. The Galaxy, this is, you know, the Dallas match may have not have been a slam dunk. It was a, you know, you know, they could do it, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's a one-one draw. This has to be three points, man. They have to go get this done, and they can. It's just, you know, how they get it done. It, it It's one of those games where, you know, if they stylistically look like crap and win it in a 4-4-2, you know, slamming long balls to Chicharito and he scores off like a, a, a garbage header, but they win 1-0, I'm cool. I don't care. They're, you know, these th- three points are insanely critical. Yeah, my my biggest fear is the way the Galaxy tend to play down to an opponent's level. If a team is not good, the Galaxy tend to play not good and somehow either draw or lose to these teams that they should be just wiping the floor with. I hope that's not the case. I really do. I want to be hopeful. I think, you know, uh, we saw a little bit of brilliance last night, like coming through, uh, I think with Brugman in, in the, uh, in that center defensive spot, it's really helpful. It opens Marky up a lot to, um, to do a lot more and have a lot more freedom in his movements. Um, which then, you know, opens up Chicha to not have to be dropping back so much every single time. Cause like when your striker is playing at the, the center line, like that's, that's not a good sign for you. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I have concerns, but I also have a lot of hope for this game. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the pooch signing also is an acquiescence to that, that concept, Jamie, that, you know, that is Chicharito dropping a little too deep. Um, you know, that'll allow Chicharito to stay high because he's going to have someone who can reliably find him the game and find him the ball. And, and that's just murder for opposition defense. If you look at that attacking triangle of, of, of day on Cheech and, and, um, and uh, Pooch, like, I mean, that is brutal to think about who you're going to defend in a one-on-one situation, right? You know, if, if we get a three-on-one and all three of them are running, running at you as, as a center back, I just put up my hands and give up and be like, yeah, all right, have fun. Put it in the back of the net you know, you beat us to it. So I think it's just a question of them getting good opportunities and staying, you know, staying vertical, heading downhill. They'll definitely get their chances against Kansas city. That defense is dire and Kansas city is one of those teams that they just held that roster together for two years, too long. And it's starting to show. Uh, And Vermees demands a lot of physicality out of his players. And again, it's starting to show. So I think if the galaxy can just keep a level head in this game, it's, I think this is, a decently, uh, and I hate to say it, I'm going to knock on wood. 
this is kind of a slam dunk game in my opinion. Yeah, Jovalich, um is a great spark off the bench, but Jamie, you were making an argument that he starts if Chicha starts. I'm fine with him starting alongside Chicha. Um, I think right now, him being the starter is just not the right move. If you look at the games that he has started, and this is not any fault of his necessarily, it is a, an entire team effort, but they have been really embarrassing losses. Like one of the most embarrassing being Sac Republic. Um, and then after that, I can't remember, was it in Colorado? I can't remember the games, uh, the the opponents, but every game he started has has just not been the best game for the galaxy. But I think that, you know, even if Chicha's not getting it done in the first 60 minutes or whatever, Dehan is that spark. He is a fire when he comes off the bench. And that is what we need in those late moments when people are, are starting to get really tired, legs are getting heavy. You need that guy that's going to come in and just light a fire for everyone and, and get the job done. I think right now him being the starter, that's, that's just not, in my opinion, that's just not the way to go. I think he's definitely our future next year. Um, I don't think we're going to have Chicharito next year. And that opens up a big spot for, for Dehan and for uh, Preston Judd to come in and, and take that spot. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to move on from Chicharito. And, and, and so Dan Jovalich is a starter in 2023 rather than necessarily this year. It's kind of like the England women's national team where they had that debate in the middle of the Euros about Alicia Russo and her role in this whole entire thing. And, you know, Serena Vigman came out and said, like, look, no, she's running at a tired defense. You know, that that ability to bring that on, it, it makes us a more dangerous team. And I think that's the most important thing with Dayon is, as you kind of alluded to, Jamie, that, you know, having that that spark off the bench in order to run against tired defenses and and make them think, um, you know, when, when the legs get heavy, the head gets heavy, you know, the brain gets heavy, then I think that's a really useful tool to have off the bench. So I, I, I agree that I think Chicharito is the nailed on starter. Um, again, what, when they move into the three, five, two, I think it's going to be kind of interesting. I, I would assume then Cabral fills the two um, and, and then kind of drops a little centrally. So it plays more like a four, five, one um, or like a three, five or three, six, one, I guess in the attacking shape. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how the attacking shape changes as, as, as they try to, uh, you know, bring in Pooch and, 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 and Brugman kind of, uh, gets a little bit more confident in uh, in terms of his his role in the Galaxy Galaxy lineup because I mean it's only been what two games three games so you know he's going to need a little bit more time just to to get you know the confidence of the league and, and the temperature and the tempo of the league two games and thirty five minutes so yeah we I mean he's he needs a little bit more time yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for listening. And yeah, please like, subscribe um, to our podcast. And of course, check out the latest Get Your Copy of Eliazar House Issue 3 of the magazine. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye.